Hi guys, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. Again, a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. Uh, we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, you can find the podcast anywhere you get your podcast, uh, whether that's on YouTube to watch, on Spotify or iTunes or anywhere else to listen. When the Scriptures Become Real is there. Um, if you have any questions, comments, topics, you can find us on Facebook as well. Uh, just under my name, Jordan Pugh, and then you can also find it on uh, Instagram uh, under Jordan underscore Anthony underscore Pugh underscore, and you'll find everything with uh, the podcast uh, there as well. Uh, so again, before we get started again, I, I want to shout out uh, some of the, the listeners. Again, I'm just, you know, every time I look, I'm just so appreciative of those that are uh, supporting the gospel and, and listening to um to some good biblical content. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I know there's there's many that's been listening since we've started almost, it'll be uh, about four years now, right? Four years now we've been doing this together. So I uh, appreciate you guys listening. And I appreciate the support. Uh, so we have the United Kingdom, specifically England listening. So if you're listening in that area, thank you guys so much. Uh, also in Finland, that's kind of cool. Finland's listening, uh, specifically uh, Pirkanma, Finland, Central Finland, and Ashobothnia, uh, both regular Ashobothnia and Northern. So that's pretty cool now uh, that we have listeners in Finland. So if you're listening there, thank you. Also listeners in uh, South Korea and also in uh, Mexico, uh, specifically uh, Chiapas and uh, Oaxaca. Oh, no, Oaxaca, Oaxaca, Mexico. And so thank you guys so much for listening there. And we're going we're to keep going down the line as we continue to uh, study and, and record these podcasts together. But um, for those that are listening in those areas and especially in the States as well, thank you guys so much for uh, supporting the gospel and supporting the podcast. And uh, I, I can't say how much I appreciate it. All right. So let's get into what we want to talk about today. Um, our topic today is, do you feel like, you're missing out. Do you feel like you're missing out? And just to preface, this podcast is is kind of specifically geared towards our um, towards our college slash young professional group. And when I mean young professional, I mean those that are graduated college, um, but still in that mode where they're still trying to figure out what they want to do, where they want to go, the decisions they want to make even after they graduate. Uh, and also, this can actually be very helpful for our, our high school students as well, those coming up as uh, as juniors, as seniors, and getting ready to graduate and make certain decisions. So this is really geared towards you, but a lot of these principles, again, like we talked about in the uh, previous podcast, a lot of these principles can help all of us as we continue to study, Okay. And so this is who this podcast is specifically geared for, but you can get a lot out of it if you're not in this specific group as well. And so here's, here's how we're going to introduce this. You know, life is about um, self-reflection. And you've always got to look at where you are, look at where you've been, but you also want to look at where you want to go. All right, that's very important as you continue to grow. Whether you're in high school, those are very important questions you need to ask yourself. Uh, whether you're in that college or young professional group, those are always very good questions to ask. And so it's always good, not necessarily for someone else to stop you, but it's good for you to stop yourself 
and to stop for a minute and answer some questions. You know, where, where am I? Where does the Lord want me to go? What does the Lord want me to do? You need to ask yourself these questions and you need to talk to him about that. And so do you ever feel like you're missing out? Well, I had a conversation um, with my brother, with Gerald, uh, I say a couple of weeks ago, he's, he's in the process of moving out and then he's got his place over uh, in St. Louis and I've got my place on the Illinois side. And so he's getting ready to move out of where I'm staying so he can go to, go to Missouri. And so we're, we're talking and, and he says, bro, you ever feel like you're missing out? And I was like, what you mean? <laughs> you know, if you know me, you know, that's my phrase. What you mean? What you mean missing out? He's like, like missing out on life. Now here's a preface. Both of us are in our late twenties. Both of us are single in our late twenties, but both of us have chosen to be in this kind of grind mode. Well, what do you mean grind? I mean, I mean, he's, he's pretty much ever since high school, he's maxed out on his education. So he's got all the way up to his, his MBA and he's doing great stuff at WashU with, with cancer research. I've done, you know, I've been kind of in grind mode and I've tried to max out on my education as well. You know, two degrees from, uh, from college, then from a, I guess a certificate you would say from Memphis, a degree at Amridge and working on my master's right now. Right. So we're both kind of in this grind mode. And so he said, well, do you feel like you're missing out though? And he said, everyone says where you are, where we are right now in your twenties, whether it's early, mid or late, um, that, you know, you should enjoy your twenties. You should have fun in your twenties. You should be doing all this and traveling and and going on trips and doing all this stuff in your twenties. And he said, bro, like we haven't, he said, as long as he can remember, all we've done is grind. All we've done, which he's right. All we've done is grind. All we've done is work. And so maybe you're asking yourself the same question. If you're in this, in this college slash young professional group, man, it just feels like all I've been doing is, is working hard, which is, is anything wrong with working hard? No, but you can find yourself kind of in the cycle of like, this is, it feels like this is all I do. You know, I just work. I work and I work and I work and I work and it feels like I'm kind of missing something because I'm the one always working, but everybody else is kind of doing their thing. And I'm just kind of in this mode where I'm just working. Right. So maybe you're asking yourself, am I missing out on, on certain things that I want? Am I missing out on what the Lord has for me? Am I missing out on life? Right. You can be asking yourself this question. And so what we want to do is we want to, we want to ask, how can the Bible help us to answer this? How can the Bible help us to answer, am I really missing out or am I kind of on the right track? Okay. And so this is where we're going to go with it. And so first of all, we want to look at this. We want to look at perspective is everything. Let's, let's go to uh, Philippians chapter four, if you will. And again, if you're new to the podcast, you know, we want you guys to open up your Bibles with us and we'd love to open up and study together. Okay. So Philippians four. And we're going to set this up, but we're going to look at at Paul's attitude of of what he found about perspective. You know, sometimes, um, as we talked about before, when we ask that question, do you feel like you're missing out? Sometimes we get so busy trying to become something. And and what do you mean by becoming something? Uh, Well, becoming uh, a scholar or, or becoming this teacher or becoming this manager or becoming whatever it is that we're working so hard for, 
we get so busy try to, to try to become something that we've forgotten who we already are. And so if you're a follower of Christ, you need to understand who you are, right? You're a son, you're a, you're a daughter of the king. And so we got to get this, this mindset out that um, I have to become something in order to be happy, or I have to obtain something in order to be happy. You know, some people say, well, if I only had a better car, I would be happy if I had a better car. Or if I had a better job, I, you know, I'd be way more happy if I had a better job. Or, or if I had more money, I know I'd be more happy if I had more money in the bank account. Or you know what? If I had my own place, if I had a house, if I had an apartment, if I had a loft, if I had, if I had this, then I would be more happy than where I am now. Or if, if I have this girl, if I have this guy, I will be so much more happy if this was in my, so you see how we find ourselves depending on other things for our happiness. Well, I can't be happy unless this, 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 and this, and this happens. Perspective is everything, right? As you grow and you'll start to understand that you need to have the right perspective on things. And so I want you to notice this, look at Philippians chapter four. And Paul teaches us such a great lesson on perspective. Philippians 4, and we're going to look at verses um, 11 through 13. Now, a lot of people take some of these verses out of context, and we're going to look at that as we study this, okay? So watch verse 11. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned that in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. So here's two things from verse 11. Notice what Paul says here. Not that I speak in respect of want, but he says here, what have I done? For I have learned in whatsoever state I am. So let's, let's, let's rewind for a bit. What state was Paul in most times? Think about it for a second. Think about all the things Paul went through. Paul was stoned. Paul was beaten. Paul was kicked out of cities. Paul was shipwrecked. Paul was hurt. Paul, Paul did all these things and went through all this. But notice what he said here in Philippians. He says, but through my journeys, I've learned that no matter what state I'm in. So as a Christian person, if I have no money in my bank account, what does that give me? That gives me an opportunity to do what? For I have learned in whatsoever state I am. So if I'm in a poor state, according to Paul, what can I be therewith to be content? Or what if I don't have the job I want? What, what can I be? I can still be content. Well, what if I don't have the relationship I want? I can learn to be content. You see, the scripture also talks about that godliness with contentment is great gain. And, and I've even learned that over the years. You know, you, you think you need so much stuff. You think you need this next event or this next, uh, you know, this next whatever it is to make you happy. But, you know, I've, I've found over the last couple of years that what makes me happy, what makes me content is doing what I love to do, which is, which is preaching and teaching and doing that for a living. 
and then also to be able to do it with with great people with with brethren i love that i love doing that so do i have some stuff is there some things that i would like yeah but notice what he says here he says whatever state you find yourself in you can learn to be content well then he goes into specifics in verse 12 i know how to be abased so i know how to be low but I also know how to abound. Then he says, everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and I know how to be hungry, how to abound and to suffer need. So then watch verse 13. In terms of the context, you know, you see, you see athletes with this on their shirt. Maybe it's written on their shoes. Uh, you see maybe athletes have it written on their, on their face while they play football, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. That verse there, when he means I can do all things, Paul is in context saying, if I have nothing, guess what I still have the strength to do? With the work that Christ left for me to do, I can do it. But what if I have everything? I can do what the Lord wants me to do. No matter what state that I find myself in, I can do all things, all things through Christ, which strengthens me. You know how amazing that that is when you really think about that in Philippians 4.13? You may not be where you are, where you want to be, right? And you may be in a position where you want better. And And it's never wrong to want more. It's never wrong to want better. But at the same time, it is important to be content where you are. And contentment is something that's learned. And so how do I learn contentment? Maybe the Lord will take some things from you. Maybe the Lord won't give you certain things that you want. Because maybe he's trying to teach you to be content where you are. And here's something about contentment, guys. You can miss it by being so busy and by wanting the next thing and by wanting something that you don't have. And by thinking too much in the future, you can miss what's right in front of you because you weren't content. Because you wanted something else so bad that the thing right in front of you is gone because you missed it. You were too busy to look at it. And so I have learned in whatsoever state I am to be content. Now, here's the, here's the dangerous thing about what we talked about. It's dangerous to say, well, if I had this a better car, if I had more money, if I had this, if I had that, then I would be happy. It's very dangerous to do that because then what happens, you know, my parents always told me, be careful what you wish for because the Lord might actually give it to you. And here's an example. Yeah, I, I will use, I'll use myself here. For you 90s kids, y'all remember back in the day, I, it's weird to say that 90s was kind of close to being back in the day, but you remember when we were kids that Saturday morning was an event like you would do all of your homework and get it all done by Friday night. So Saturday from like nine to noon that you can watch Saturday morning cartoons with endless bowls of cereal and Lunchables, (laughs) right? That's Saturday morning was an event. I mean, you looked forward to Saturday and so you, you'd wake up and you'd move the couch closer to the TV and you watch your Power Rangers, your Ninja Turtles, your, 
your Disney miniseries shows, all the, your Disney channels, your, all that stuff when Disney Channel is actually good, right? I'll argue with Jamar all the time, like, bro, 90s was so much better than 2000s. He's like, no, you guys copied from us. I was like, get out of here. I don't want to listen to that. <laughs> so, but I, I'm always messing with Jamar. But this is, this is what it is. So every morning you'd sit there and you watch that. And so one morning I'm sitting there, I'm eating my cereal, I'm watching it. And the thing about the 90s was not only did we look forward to watching the legit show, but we actually look forward to watching the commercials. That's when commercials were actually really, really good. And it made you want whatever they were selling. So they would show the product. They would show kids. They would show what the product would do. And then they would show kids playing with it. It wasn't like a 20-second commercial like it is today. Like commercials used to be like a minute, like a minute 30, maybe two minutes, have a whole storyline, right? And so you look forward to watching the commercials. So one morning I'm watching uh, I'm watching the commercial, and it's, it's a bunch of kids at the table, and they're hungry. And uh, they want something to eat, and they complain to their parents, look, we, we need something to eat. We need something to eat. And they're like, well, here, just take this. And it's a can of Campbell's soup, and they just put it on the table. And the kids are like, you know how 90s commercials were. They're very, you know, they exaggerate everything. Ew. <laughs> right? So they put that on there. And so then the, um, the, the kids were like, man, we need some better soup than this. Then out of the wall, you remember that show Rugrats? Right? So then the kids would jump out of the wall. And they said, let's change the cereal and let's make it kid-friendly. And so they throw, like, six soups to the kids. And it was Rugrats soup. And this soup, the noodles were actually shaped like the Rugrats characters. And so imagine little Jordan there eating his Cinnamon Toast Crunch, seeing that soup. And I was just like, drop the, I dropped the fork. I dropped the spoon. I'm like, I got to have it. Got to have the soup. Mom, I got to have the soup. So every time we went to the store, Mom, can I get Rugrats soup? Nope. Mom, please, I, I won't be complete. I need, I need, I need this soup. And mom's like, no, you're not going to have it. Not going to have it. You're not even going to eat it all. Mom, please. The kids were so happy in the commercial. Don't you want your son to be happy? And so over and over and over, every time we went to the store, I asked for this soup. And so we got the soup. And I'm, I remember this like it was yesterday. I'm standing in line wanting something that I've, I've always wanted. I mean, I've, I've dreamt about it. I could taste it when I've seen it on the screen. And I was like, dude, it's finally in my hands. Rugrats soup. Like, I could taste it inside the can. That's how magical it was. I was like, this is going to be the most amazing soup ever. So I go home, and I had a, a, a Rugrats Nickelodeon bowl. And I'm like, man, this is, this is just this is a match made in heaven. Like, you couldn't tell me anything. And so mom boils the soup, and I sit there. And I'm like, oh, dude, it looks like the commercial. Um, I'm looking around and ready for the Rugrats to jump out of the wall. And I'm sipping the soup. And the first sip didn't really, didn't really hit me. So I was like, you know what? It might take a little bit for the, for the magic to kick in. Let me, let me wait a second. You know, maybe the Rugrats are asleep right now. Maybe just, just give it a second. But then I took another big sip with, with, with some of the noodles. And I'm like, dude, this is disgusting. This is so gross. Like the image and the um, the lore of the soup was totally gone because it tasted so nasty. And I was like, Mom, I can't do it. I don't want to eat it. So Mom's like, Nope, you wanted it. You're gonna sit there till it's gone. So you know, I sat there for like two, three hours 
And then mom finally had some pity on me and, and told me to go. But that lesson always taught me that when you want something and when you think you want something, you may not be as happy as you thought you'd be when you get it. And so you're working your tail off to get this job. You're working your tail off to get this, this, this car. You're working your tail off to get this house. You're working your tail off to get this money. And then once you get it, then you think, man, once I obtain this thing, this thing that I've had in my mind that I've, that I've exalted above everything else, once I get it, you know, it's very possible that when you get it, it's not going to feel the way that you thought it felt or it should feel. And that's why Paul mentions here, he says, as a Christian person, instead of driving for these worldly things that we think is going to give us some type of happiness, he said, first of all, whatever state that you find yourself in. So if you're working for money, but you don't have money, guess what you can still be? You can still be content because according to Matthew 6.33, as a Christian, guess what you understand? that the Lord will take care of me. Well, maybe you don't have, you know, maybe you don't have the best car in the world, but does this car get you from point A to B? Then guess what you should be? Content. You see, godliness, doing what the Lord wants you to do, plus contentment, that's great gain. But we have it backwards. Even as Christian people, we think all this stuff will give us great gain, but it won't. And we work so hard for it. But this is what Matthew's teaching is here in Matthew 6 and what Paul's teaching in Philippians. They're both teaching us you want to strive for something, strive for the gospel. You want to strive for some gain, strive for the gospel. What did Paul say? Paul said, I press, I work. Just like you work for this, this job you're trying to get, just like you work for this girl, the guy you're trying to get, just like you work for this new car or this new job, I work for the gospel that way. I strive. I push. I, I push forward. I press toward the mark. And what did Paul learn? He said, I can press toward the mark whether I'm poor. I can press toward the mark whether I'm rich. I can press toward the mark whether I'm suffering. I can press toward the mark whether I'm not suffering. It never changes. Press toward that mark. And, and this is so important, especially for our, our high school kids coming up, working and working and working for things. It, w- it will never give you the satisfaction that working for the Lord will. Trust me. Trust me. I've lived it. Trust me. It won't. It won't. And you got to think about doing what the Lord wants you to do. Perspective is everything. Perspective is everything. So here, here's, the, here's the second thing I wanted to talk about. So perspective is everything. And then God's plan always works. His plan always works for you. Remember, the question was, man, I feel like I'm missing out. You know, I feel like I'm missing out on life. Look at, look at Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And look at verse number 28 here. Romans 8, 28. Notice, and again, we have the same writer here in Paul, but notice what he mentions here. He says, and we know that all things work together 
for them that love God and to them which are called according to his purpose. Now, let's break this down. Notice what he says here. And we, now who's the we talking about? If you know the book of Romans, talking about those that are justified. By what? By faith. So let's bring that to the 21st century. Who are we talking about? Christian people. And we, as Christian people, what's the next word? And we know. So does that mean that there's a question? Well, you know, I don't know if there's a plan. Well, I, you know, I just, I feel like that nothing's happening. I feel like the Lord doesn't. What does he say here? What's the first three words? And we know. So is there any room, should there be any room for doubt? There shouldn't be. And we know. We know what, Paul? We know that all things work together. Now, what's included in all things? Have you ever been persecuted? Have you ever been hurt? Have you ever been uh, been poor? Have you ever cried? Have you ever not gotten something? Have you ever wanted something but didn't get it? All things, what do they do? All things work together. But how do they work together? They work together for good. Watch this. Now, here's the qualification. They work together for good for those that love God. Well, wait a second. How do you and I know if we love God? What does John 14, 15 say? If you love me, what will you do? You will keep my commandments. So all of you, just think about this for a second. Take, take some time. And I know it's not the most, what's the right word? It's not the most um, enjoyable thing to think about at times. But you need to take some time as an individual. And as you study, and maybe even in your prayer life, just sit there and think about your failures. Think about your suffering. Think about the things you've, you've gone through. Think about the pain, right? Think about the, 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 the nights of tears. Think about the nights of long patience. Think about the times when you prayed and it felt like the Lord wasn't even listening. Think about those times of loneliness. Think about those times where it felt like it was just you. But then also think about those times where the Lord helped you. Think about the times where you just got a random text and you were encouraged. Think about the times when someone, when someone helped you. Think about those times when you helped someone else. But then notice, all those things come together for good for those that do the will of God. So here's the question for you and I. Knowing that good will happen and knowing that bad will happen in our life, what should be the constant whether, whether I'm in a state of good or whether I'm in a state of bad. The constant should be Matthew 6.33, me seeking first the kingdom. And then number two, the second constant is John 14.15. Whether I'm suffering or whether I'm not, I'm keeping the commandments of God. I'm keeping the commandments. 
to them that are called according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28. You know, realize that the Lord has a plan. The Lord has a plan. But your role in his plan is always the same. Your role in his plan is to always do what he wants you to do. Always do the Lord's work. Now let's 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 end with this example. I know many times and 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 as you know you study type of topics like this, it's very um it's easy to say that we should be doing this stuff when you're in a good state. Um but what if you're not, right? What if you're not in a good state? You know, a, a lot of times you can find yourself looking at everybody else and then rushing your process. So y'all remember when we were in school and let's say the course was like 45, 50 minute course, right? And you're sitting there in class and let's say you have a test and everybody's test is the same, but everybody has 50 minutes to take the test. So the teacher passes out the test. And as you're taking the test, you're, you're on page one still, but you look around and you hear, you know, you hear all this. You hear some people on page three already within 15 to 20 minutes of the 50-minute class. And you're still reading the first three questions on page one. And so then what happens? Then as, as, as time keeps going, then you see 15 people walk out, they're done. Then you see the next 10 people, they walk out, they're done. So then you look around and you're on page four and you look around and you're, the, you're one of the only ones left. You see, sometimes in life we can have that type of syndrome too. We can look around and see, well, wait a second, why is... Why does life seem to be working out for him? Then you look up to your left. Wait, I'm, I'm working very hard on my test. I'm stud- I studied very hard for this test. I've worked very hard to prepare for this test. But why is it that this is, why am I, why am I so slow to get the same results as someone else has? You see, this is why what Peter mentions, what why patience is a virtue. This is why he mentioned, and you notice in, in all of, actually pretty much in all of the books in the New Testament, that it's very personal, and it never tells you to study someone else. It never tells you to self-examine someone else. It never tells you to add to someone else's faith. Notice it's always about study to show thyself approved. It always says add to your faith. It always says study that you may grow thereby. You see, you need to focus on you rather than focusing on what everybody else has accomplished and what everybody else has got done faster than you have. You see, that's essentially when you really think about it, y'all, that's about 60% of the stress right there. 60% is looking at everyone else and saying, they're here, I'm here, but I should be there. That's, that's, that's not what you need to do. So then you'll start asking yourself questions like, I feel like I'm missing out. What does the Lord want you to do? 
The Lord wants you to keep his commandments. The Lord wants you to seek first the kingdom. Yeah, your process might be longer than someone else's. You might be the last one in the room taking the test. But still focus on what's in front of you rather than what's on someone else's plate. And so do you feel like you're missing out? Remember, perspective is everything. And remember, God always has a plan for you. Thank you guys so much for studying with me. Uh, we'll be back. Well, we've got Thanksgiving, I think, next week, right? Something like that. This week, I don't know. I'm lost in my days, man. This this month has passed. October's flown. I'm like, I don't even know what Wednesday or Sunday is anymore. It's It's so fast. But we'll try to be back probably after the Thanksgiving break. Um, and then we'll, I, I want to have some guests on before the end of the year. So again, if you have any, uh, you know, questions or, or comments or, or anything else, you can go to any of those pages and, and contact me there. Also like the podcast, subscribe, share, and then also leave a comment, you know, wherever you listen, leave a comment, leave a review, uh, so we can listen to you and, and, uh, and see what we can do better as we continue to study. Thank you guys.